This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Manipulative presser. That's the nothing personal word of the day, and it's a mouthful. Manipulative presser. I love a good press conference. It's Super Bowl week. People look forward to all sorts of things. Super Bowl week, especially in Vegas. I always look forward to Roger Goodell meeting the media because you know he's going to have a few funny things to say and a few interesting things to say. And this year was no exception. For those of you truly paying attention at home, you'll recognize that no Tuesday show of Super Bowl week. Today is February 6, 2024. It's a Tuesday. No Tuesday show of Super Bowl week has had the ability to go over a press conference because Goodell's never done his press conference so early in the week. And it became a pretty big deal that he was only doing it Monday. He was doing it in the locker room. He was doing it not in front of everybody who wanted to be there. We'll get to that in a second. I had a little cheat sheet for what was going to be asked at the Goodell press conference. I play these games. I do. Taylor Swift, of course, he's got to talk about Taylor Swift. I was hoping to God he'd mention streaming and Peacock because he was going to be asked. And I wanted him to bring up the sporting class with John Skipper and with me and what John Skipper said about the Super Bowl. I assumed you're in Vegas. You better be asked about gambling. And then the story of San Francisco being all up in arms about the soft turf. We hate the turf. Like excuse making before they even opening kickoff. So let me go in order of excitement for me and what Goodell did and, and ask you to just consider some of the things he talked about. When asked about streaming and the Peacock game, he wanted to make very sure that you as fans understood two points, both of which he wishes were true, but don't necessarily go together. Number one, we got to get our games out to as many people as possible. We love over the air. We love you, CBS. We're great with Paramount Plus doing the game. That's another way to do it. But over the air is where our bread is buttered. That's one side. The other side is, ooh, do we love them streamers. We got to fish where the fish are. That was an actual quote. We got to go where the people are. 
people are on streaming services, so it's up to us to put our games on streaming services. Hey, Roger, what we were actually asking was, forget the side-by-side, -side. we're used to that. Manning cast, regular cast, Nickelodeon cast, we're used to that. What we're wondering is where you stand on whether or not the game will only be on a streamer and no longer available, quote, over the air on free broadcast television, which short of rabbit ears, I'm not a huge fan of telling you that over the air stations are free for you. You may say, of course, CBS and NBC and ABC and Fox are free, I get them. How do you get them exactly? If you don't have cable, you don't have streamers. Do you have one of those old time TVs where you just get the CBS app? I digress slightly, except to say that the overwhelming majority of people watching the Super Bowl or watching football games during the course of a season are not watching it with absolutely no allocated expense. But he wanted to be very clear that we liked Peacock. We loved that NBC moved the game to Peacock only, the Chiefs-Dolphins games, playoff game. We love the fact that more people watched that and he was comparing it to games that were on broadcast networks. I was comparing it to other playoff games where the audience was half as big, but it doesn't matter. 23 million people, 3 million new subscribers for Peacock, as we discussed on a recent sporting class with John Skipper, a huge success assuming a little retention, a huge success for NBC and Peacock, and a huge win for the NFL. But then Roger Goodell tried to get cute. And Tracy Wolfson asked a very simple question. She's because that's all Roger Goodell got during this press conference was very simple, pre-approved questions. Sorry, Jim Trotter, you weren't invited. Hey, excuse me. Is it possible the Super Bowl will be uh, streaming only in the future? As though Tracy Wolfson was channeling Pablo Torre, looking right at John Skipper and saying, Super Bowl, paywall, pay-per-view, and Goodell shuts it down. And I'm thinking, oh no, Skipper's wrong. And then Goodell gave you the nuance. And the nuance was, certainly not in my time, now, assuming he didn't mean his lifetime, he would have said lifetime. I assume he meant not in my time, comma, as commissioner, period. Well, the good news is for John Skipper is that what he said is within this cycle of broadcast deals, it will be behind a paywall on a streamer. And these broadcast deals run out, let's say in 2032. Roger Goodell says not in my time, comma, as commissioner period, his time, comma, as commissioner period runs out, let's say in 2027. We can have a price is right situation. We can have post Roger Goodell, so he's right, it wasn't in his time, and pre 2032, which is during this broadcast cycle, which means Skipper's right too. Very telling the way Goodell said it, isn't it? I'm staying by my main man, John, and telling you that when you're fishing where the fish are, you tend to catch fish. And what is the coolest thing about catching fish? It is so counterintuitive. When you catch a fish somewhere, and I do not fancy myself an Ernest Hemingway guy, but when you 
catch a fish, the theory is you keep track of where it was and you go back there the next day. My view is, unless fish are idiots, if you know that you lost your cousin at that particular spot, you don't have the family barbecue there the next day. But I digress. Taylor Swift. Why would Roger Goodell prep for and answer a question about Taylor Swift? Why? Other than the fact that she's driving revenue, ratings, there is no truth to the rumor that the NFL will pay for her to come back from Tokyo for the game. As a matter of fact, if that is true, then Taylor Swift is brilliant. If they, if she gets the NFL to cover her private plane cost, let's just say it's $20,000 an hour for a 15 hour flight. If, she, if NFL covers that because they wanna make sure that she's available and rested and all made up and ready to roll for when she's on camera. NGTH, if I am an owner of an NFL team, I am not allowing one thirty-second of my money to go toward Taylor Swift's transportation to the Super Bowl. She's coming anyway. The whole thing about paying people to do things is to do it when they otherwise wouldn't be doing what you're paying them to do. Paying them to do things that they're gonna do anyway unless you're gonna make her work, wait a minute, now we're talking. Maybe what the NFL is doing is paying for Taylor Swift to be there so that they can interview her during the game. CBS would love a piece of that, wouldn't they? How about as a guest star to usher in the halftime? No, not gonna happen. So when Roger Goodell is prepping for this press conference, I don't understand why. I literally don't. Why talk about Taylor Swift? But he did. He said having the Taylor Swift effect is positive. She knows great entertainment and I think that's why she loves NFL football. Roger, would you give me a break? She's dating a player. She's getting fans, downloads, huge attention to her from men who otherwise were not paying attention. You, the NFL, are getting demographics you never got. The girl, little girl demographics. Oh, daddy, I wanna watch with you now. You do? Oh my God, I love you, NFL. Would you like me to buy you a Kelsey jersey? Yes, daddy, that'd be great. But you, can you put Swift on the back? Don't give me the load of horse hockey that she's this big football fan who goes to games all the time and we're just beginning to pay attention now because of who she's dating. I'd like to proffer you a guarantee. She's gone to more football games this year, this will be number 13, than she has total in the rest of her life. Is anyone gonna ask me about gambling? Please don't, but we're in Vegas, Roger. Someone's gonna ask about gambling. You're gonna have to say something. You cannot close your eyes on the fact that we've overtaken Sin City, that we've overtaken the greatest city in the world next to Paris and New York, and that players have a chance to get eaten by coyotes on Lake Las Vegas because they can't stay on the strip. You cannot think that we're gonna avoid that. All right, what do you want me to say? Here's how to do it. Just tell the people, hey, we've got a policy. Everyone follows it, it's clear as day. We have technology working to make sure the players aren't betting. And then make sure you end whatever you say with Samson's favorite word. And just keep saying integrity. Every time I talk about gambling, I'm talking about the integrity of the game. I'm talking about what's at issue here, what's at stake. 
it's combined with the question of is the NFL scripted? If the NFL scripted, no problem. Everyone can gamble on whatever they want or no gambling will be allowed at all because it's scripted. And then you'll lose the gambling money. Uh-oh, you better say it's not scripted. Hurry up, Roger, say it's not scripted. Say something funny like, oh, I'm not smart enough to script this. That's how good the season's gone. But with gambling, he was just very clear to tell you about integrity. All right. What else would he want to talk about? People talk about officiating. We do on nothing personal. Either you've got the technology to not make two out of shape men run on the field to measure 10 yards or you don't. Either you need someone picking up those little orange markers or you don't. My view is you don't. But when you're Roger Goodell and you're asked about officiating, the same as Rob Manfred asked about umpiring, they all say the same thing. Adam Silver when asked about officiating. They get right way more than they get wrong. We've got the best of the best, the cream of the crop, comma, but everybody's human, comma, but we all make mistakes. What we're trying to solve for with officiating, I'd love him to say, is a zero tolerance for any mistakes. Well, Roger, how do you take the human element out of officiating? Only if you take the human beings out of officiating. Otherwise, there will be questions about when you call a hold, when you don't, when you call pass interference, when you don't. I would like Roger to have said that we're gonna do a rule change and change spot foul for interference to a 15 yard penalty from the line of scrimmage. I don't want games decided by a heave down the field where an umpire either eats his yellow or throws it. But instead, he just said, hey, our guys are the best. And what about grass? This is my last one, Coca. I gotta mention this one because I told you the Niners are pissed off. They don't like the surface. The union is upset about injuries. Everybody wants grass. Owners all want turf because they want other events and replacing turf. It used to be that we could charge like Guns N' Roses for replacing our grass once they came and played or Joel Osteen or whoever we'd have. People are far less interested in replacing or paying the cost to replace your surface. Therefore, what teams are doing is changing their surface. And they're changing it to allow for it to get beaten up with events. And what I mean is when you have events, you put like cardboard on top of grass, which kills grass. When you put cardboard before you put risers or before you put where fans are standing, it doesn't do anything to the turf, only to grass. And so owners say, I can make more money by having other events. I can have more events. I'm not talking like what Montreal's doing with Olympic Stadium. Side note, Coca, can I just go to that for three minutes? We couldn't get a dollar of public money for an Expo Stadium. And this is back in 2000, 2001. The Tampa Bay Ray Montreal Expo split city solution, which was a joke from the beginning, they couldn't get a dollar of public money for a stadium open air in Montreal, do you blame them? Montreal announced yesterday, we're giving about $850 million to redo the Olympic stadium roof. The Olympic stadium roof, because instead of 30 events a year, they want 150 events a year, and they think it is a great idea. They didn't mention baseball, because baseball is not going to Olympic stadium, trust me. They mentioned all of the concerts and all the events and the shows and programs and all the stuff you can do there. 
And I was smiling because the Major League Baseball is despondent at this decision because Montreal is now out as a possible expansion candidate. So they can't even use them. They were never in, but they were always being used as leverage to get a better deal from the communities where expansion is more real. So think Nashville or think Charlotte. And so MLB was upset with this because now Montreal's like, oh, sorry, build your own stadium. We're here for the rave. If you know, you know. If you're in Montreal, you know what I'm talking about, all the raves at Olympic Stadium. We'd come to the we'd come to a game after a weekend of a rave. We'd find some stuff. The players would find stuff. It was crazy. Speaking of raves. So Goodell was asked about grass. No one calls it grass. Hey, got any grass? And he wants to tell you that they're looking at the hybrid. The hybrid of part grass, part turf. All he really should have been saying is this when asked about the field. All we care about is the health of our players. We are going to work with the union in order to make sure that we are doing things in the best interests of the player's health that gives our owners the greatest flexibility to monetize these public-private partnerships that are stadiums so that communities get the benefits that they negotiated for. Just leave it at that. Roger Goodell didn't have the only press conference yesterday. Did you see the Josh Harris press conference? Sorry, Jason Wright, you weren't invited. You're being marginalized and then you're gonna be fired. Good old Dan, Danny Snyder's presidential hire. Josh Harris introduced Dan Quinn. Now, Dan Quinn had a Dan Campbell-like 57-minute press conference. Our guys are gonna be tough. We're changing the culture here. No more cheerleader calendars. We are gonna have winning football. By the way, Eric Bieniemy, you're fired. By the way, Cliff Kingsbury, you're hired. Hey, isn't Cliff Kingsbury the guy who was the offensive coordinator at USC with Caleb Williams? Don't the commanders have the number two pick in the draft? Wouldn't the commanders be able to trade with the Bears to get the number one pick, give up the number two pick, give up a couple other things, and then get to bring in Caleb Williams and then have his offensive coordinator be his offensive coordinator, except not at USC, but now at the commanders. Wow, what an interesting turn of events. Cliff Kingsbury was about to do a deal with the Vegas Raiders and then said, wait a minute, I don't think so. I think I'm gonna do a deal instead with the Washington Commanders. Hmm, interesting. So Dan Quinn gets introduced and it's a brand new day for the Commanders. They're all excited. Dan Quinn, you may remember, was the head coach of the Falcons when they blew that big Super Bowl lead to the Patriots. Dan Quinn gets another chance. And he believes, and this is what made me laugh at the press conference. Every manager says this, and it, I just dig it. I like it when players say, oh, I love the school system. I love the minor league system. That's why I signed here. I really loved Andrew Friedman, said Shohei Otani. Love you, man. Dan Quinn said, I've had a lot of opportunity. And I got to tell you, folks, this is the job that I wanted from the start. This is the perfect place for me to be. Nobody said that since the days of the hogs. Now, Josh Harris 
Good for him for getting Dan Quinn to say that. Gives Josh Harris a little credibility. I imagine that part of the prep for the press conference included, hey, we just gave you all this money. You got it say how great it is. You got to say how great the culture is. You got to say how great I am as an owner. Yes, I'm familiar with prepping people you've hired to say good things about ownership. Yes, please say thank you. Especially because the commanders are still the commanders. And why do I say that? Because under Josh Harris, they kept losing. Although it's been a year, I'll give him a small break. Snyder perfected that. Under Josh Harris, they're doing some media manipulation, just like Danny Boy used to do. I didn't think that I would have an opportunity to talk about Josh Harris the way we talk about Danny Snyder, and so far I haven't. But what happened with Ben Johnson gets me a little closer to saying, whoa, I get to talk about Josh Harris. Who's Ben Johnson? He's the guy who was supposed to be the head coach in Washington and then all of a sudden said, no, thank you, I'm not interested. And then I told you the only reason he's not interested is that he was told he wasn't getting the job. And then word came out that the commanders were on their way to meet with the guy in Detroit. This is the guy who wanted to keep working for Dan Campbell. That the commander's brass was on its way flying to meet Ben Johnson to in theory hire him and Ben Johnson called and said, I've changed my mind, I'm staying in Detroit. That's not ideal to do. If you are going to cancel, you better have gotten another job not staying where you are, and you should be able to cancel well before people schlep to where you are, whether it's private or not. So the commander said, you know what? I think we better get the word out that Ben Johnson was not our guy, and we better give some reasons. So the commanders had it leaked out that Ben Johnson didn't interview well, that he was not the commander's top choice when he withdrew his name from consideration, and that he only withdrew his name because he wasn't getting the job. So then Ben Johnson leaks out, let me tell you something, I wouldn't take that job. Those guys are a bunch of basketball guys. They're not even football guys. Remember that whole thing with Belichick and everybody else? All these coaches saying, oh, I hard, have a hard time working with owners who don't, Pete Carroll did it with the Seahawks. How can I interview with people who don't know football? How can they get my plan? Stop saying owners don't understand the game. You may be right, but that is not the right plan. So either Ben Johnson did it to the commanders or the commanders did it to Ben Johnson. Because the truth can't be both of the things that are out there now about this situation. And the commanders would rather have you not think about it. The irony of what the commanders leaked that Ben Johnson didn't interview well and da 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 da. I'm not exactly sure if I had a guy who didn't interview well who I didn't want to hire, I ain't getting on a plane to go see him again. What was that about? unless it's made up that they weren't on a plane going to see him, in which case, what's all the foo-foo about? So where's the truth of this story? The truth is that Ben Johnson was not getting that job. Not that Ben Johnson didn't want the job. And I'm sticking to my way to see that Ben Johnson will now not get a head coaching job. I've not been very lucky with that. As you know, with Eric Bieniemy, 
I told you in a wait to see that he's going to get a job. I said that it was not even a question that during this, co in on February 24th of 2023, I said Eric Bieniemy will be a head coach in 2024. Nope. I got that wait to see wrong. You can book it. You know what other wait to see I got wrong while we're doing it, Coca, if you don't mind? I said the Dolphins are going to open the season in Brazil on December 19th of 23, just over a month ago. Remember when Jerry Jones said, I will never play anywhere but Mexico? Well, it's the Eagles opening up in Brazil and they can't play the Dolphins. The Dolphins aren't an opponent. So the Dolphins are not, even though they wanted to monetize Brazil, the NFL is not sending the Dolphins to Brazil. I thought that was interesting. So that's a way to see that I got wrong. That's a couple in a row. By the way, things come in three. Three way to sees I got wrong. Remember I told you the World Cup final would be in Dallas? I did that on September 22nd of 2023. Nope, got that one wrong. The World Cup final is in New York. All right, let me do that better, Coco, you're right. I, you're, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. All right, 4869. I got the World Cup final way to see wrong. The World Cup final's in New Jersey. There you go. I gave New Jersey some love. All right. I'm a small guy. I mean, that's not news to anyone. 5'5", five, five, after that month of vegan, training a little bit, call it 133 to 136, depending on what time of day it is, when I last went to the bathroom. I've interviewed for a lot of jobs. I've interviewed a lot of people for a lot of jobs. I've been around big people and small people. Here's one thing that never came into my mind during an interview of a manager, a coach, a meeting with a player, an agent, seeing people on Wall Street or in business over in Europe. Here's something that never came into my mind, size. Because as a Jewish man, I try to live by the credo that size doesn't matter. And I think that that's the right way to be. Diana Rossini has a source and she is with The Athletic and she said on The Athletic Football Show, she said that Mike Vrabel didn't get a job according to a GM because a GM told her that Mike Vrabel is a very large human being and can be very intimidating to people in an organization that are going to be part of decisions. And that's a factor. I almost lost my almonds and tofu when I read that. I called up Coke and I said, Coke, I'm leaving nothing personal. I'm leaving CBS, I'm leaving Metalurk. I'm gonna go be a head coach in the NFL because I'm gonna be the best interview ever because I'm not intimidating. I walk into a room and get interviewed and I'm just a small guy. Maybe being diminutive and cocksure is the way to get a job in the NFL because according to her and her source, who's a GM, who if, I think Diana has a responsibility to out her source to her source's owner because that GM ought to get fired. If the GM is not hiring a coach because the GM is intimidated by the size of the coach, what about Art Shell? How did he get a job? Or Dan Campbell or Dan Quinn? It's preposterous. I will not hire you because you're too big. 
I'm scared of you. If anyone would be scared of anyone, it would be me interviewing people, and I'm not scared of any of them, even when they come after me. You know who you are. It's absurd. That may be the craziest one of all time. All right, when we come back, we're gonna review a series that Adnan Verk asked me to watch with Sebastian Manisalco called Bookie. And then we are gonna get a chance to talk about some interesting Oakland A stuff again, which I always enjoy. We'll be right back. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's David Sampson, Matthew Coca from the award-winning Nothing Personal with David Sampson podcast. We've got Coca and we've got Sampson, just us, every day live, 8 a.m. Please subscribe on the Nothing Personal with David Sampson podcast on YouTube. That was absolutely the worst promo ever. For those of you living overseas in various countries, from China to India and everywhere else, if you would please subscribe on the Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel. Thank you. And if you're listening to this, thank you. Tell your friends about it. I gotta bring up the Oakland A's again, which I don't talk about enough. I could talk about them every day. But first I'm gonna review Bookie. Bookie is a series with Sebastian Manisalco. It's a series, one season, maybe it was six or eight episodes. I watched it in two sittings. And I am happy to admit, and it's not great, but I'm a truth teller with you. I had never seen him or heard of him before. Just some things pass me by when it comes to modern day culture. And it's a hilarious 22 minute episode, each episode or 24 minutes, very short, about a guy basically going around and collecting, being a regular bookie in this era of DraftKings and FanDuel and sports books are bookies needed anymore and so his point is of course bookies are still needed because a i give credit and b i care about you there's a cameo from the real charlie sheen really plain charlie sheen and that's the only part of the show that made me sad because charlie sheen is now a caricature that's where his career is. That's where his person is. That's what he's become his whole life as a caricature. And that is not the same fate that has befallen everybody of that era. But Charlie Sheen, unfortunately, is that. Overall, easy watch. I call this the PB or the NSB. 
The PB means the plain binge. The NSB is the no sleep binge because it's easy, it's saccharine, it's candy, it's lovely, it's funny, it's quick, and you'll like it. Not everybody likes things that are quick. I love quick things on brand. Speak quickly, think quickly, act quickly, perform quickly. 45 minutes, we get a lot out. The Oakland A's have been an island that I've been on. On my left is Evangeline Lilly. On my right is Josh Holloway and Matthew Fox. And I'm saying, hey, have you been caught up recently on the Oakland A's situation? Uh, and they say, did the Red Sox win the World Series? Are you tired of Oakland A's stuff? Because I'm not. Another lawsuit. And that wasn't even the biggest news of the day out of Oakland. Let me go through two things that are happening right now in Vegas and Oakland vis-a-vis -vis the move. I'm going to do it for you clean so you can cut this, Coca. 4-8-69. The Oakland A's have no deal for a stadium in Las Vegas. 4-8-69. The Oakland A's have no support from either fans or politicians in Las Vegas. 4869. Everything the Oakland A's tell you about moving to Las Vegas has been intentionally incorrect. 4869. The key to Las Vegas getting the A's is that a building would have to be built not on the Tropicana site, which means they'd lose the public money, which they very well may lose because of all the lawsuits and the possibility of a public ballot. 4869. Major League Baseball owners voted to approve the relocation of the A's to Vegas, and it didn't mean squat, and I told you that when it happened. 4869. Baseball will not have any comment on the news today where Mayor Goodman said, you know what? I think the A's ought to stay in Oakland. The mayor of Vegas. There is no greater malrev than what occurred. Not the lawsuit that was announced by the Teachers Union in Nevada yesterday where they're trying to stop the public money from going to the A's stadium, that public money can only go to an A's stadium at the Tropicana site, which I told you already doesn't fit, even though they already said, we've got a great contractor. We've got a lot of things to announce, but we can't do it till we have a full site plan. Horse hockey. Now they've got a mayor who comes out and says, I love Vegas. It's a great destination, but you know what? The Tropicana site for a ballpark? That doesn't work. Oh no, please, Mayor, don't say that. During the Super Bowl, no less, when the best way to get news in baseball is Bobby Witt signing a contract, Scott Boris is never gonna allow anybody to sign during Super Bowl week because he won't get enough attention. So now we're gonna be into February with spring training starting in a week before Boris's players sign. And the biggest news to come for baseball out of the Super Bowl is, by the way, your plan for relocation blows. And then the mayor doubled down and Carolyn said, you know what? I think the team ought to stay in Oakland. Oi, triple oi. So here's what I think is supposed to happen here. Other than Go listen to Owen Poindexter, Front Office Sports. You know that I am a guest of his often. 
He got Carolyn Goodman on the air. He's been following this A's situation from the beginning, along with so many great people in the media, from Casey Pratt on to everybody else. All the stations in San Fran, et cetera, et cetera. But to get the mayor on record as saying the team ought to stay in Oakland, here's what's happening now. John Fisher and his stadium associates, they're calling up Rob Manford and saying, Rob, can we speak to the deputy commissioners? Should it be Noah? Should it be Dan Hallam? Who should we talk to? We got to talk to someone because you got to call the mayor and have her walk that back. We need the mayor to say the Tropicana site is awesome. We need the mayor to say we want the Las Vegas A's. We think the natural next step is to get a baseball team in Vegas. Please ignore that Samson guy who said baseball is not going to work in Vegas. Ignore the articles that are saying it's such a small media market and that they cannot play there in the interim period. They have nowhere to play. It's a total disaster. Oh, boy. It's really something. I mean, I, I've, I've been there trying to get a deal done in Miami. I've had mayors go to the Miami Herald and say, we will not fund a stadium with David Sampson and Jeffrey Laurie as part of the Marlins. You sure? Yes, we will never do it. Never say never. Of course, it took a few extra years, but then they came around, those lovelies in Miami. Is this just posturing? Do you think the mayor's negotiating? Do you think the mayor's worried about the state money not coming in, which the state money tied solely to the Tropicana site? Or do you think the mayor is smart enough to know that you can't put a roof on nine acres and without a roof, no one's going to the games and with a roof, you're gonna have to get lucky also. The lawsuit that's happening right now with the teachers union, it's, it's real. Basically, there's a union in Nevada and it's a political action committee and they're suing and basically, they're suing not the A's, they're suing the state of Nevada, and they're suing the governor, saying that the bill that gave $380 million to the Oakland A's as part of their stadium plan, that bill is faulty. That bill both needs to be on the ballot and the legality of the bill is in question. What's the object of these lawsuits, just so you're aware? It's to put it on the ballot. Everyone loves putting stadium finance in the ballot except teams, we hate that because we lose ballots and we have to pay a lot of money to try to win them. But in order to get something on the ballot, it costs money, like a million bucks to get on the ballot. So where's that million gonna come from? So the people doing this lawsuit, you know, it's, the teachers are appealing a lawsuit. Now there's a political action committee. There's a bunch of suits going on all related to this bill in Vegas. But the fact of the matter is that in order for it to succeed and for them to have a ballot initiative, they got to get the million dollars from somewhere. And what they're saying, which is so bizarre, is that we need help from the Bay Area meaning all the rich people in Silicon Valley. We want that group to raise a lot of money to get something on the ballot in Nevada because then we can win that and then there won't be money for the Tropicana site. And then the theory goes, your team will be staying in Oakland. There is nobody in the Bay Area who's gonna donate money for a ballot initiative in Vegas. It's just not gonna happen. In order for this deal to fall apart, it's not going to happen because the state money at the Tropicana site disappears. 
This deal will fall apart if the stadium is moved away from the Tropicana site. If the financing cannot be done, period, whether it's Goldman Sachs or anyone else charging 18%. Whether the timeline is such that they have no place to play. Could the A's move to Salt Lake City? Yes. Interim period and full-time, yes. Could the A's still stay in Oakland? Yes. Could the A's get sold? Yes. The A's situation is not done, which is a real problem for baseball because they want expansion and they can't expand until the A's and Rays are taken care of. Guess what? A's and Rays still not taken care of even after all those great announcements. Press conferences galore by Stu Sternberg of the Rays, by John Fisher of the A's. We did it. We're done. I'll go meet the Chamber of Commerce and apologize greatly to the great fans of Oakland and welcome myself to Vegas with all these great community initiatives. Oh, crikeys, I don't have a deal. <laughs> it's gonna be good. So much more on the Oakland A's coming. All right, nothing personal pick of the day. We are 17 and 20. We had the Lakers 10 and a half over the Hornets. They were up big the whole game and won by six. God bless it. We're taking a team on the road tonight that never covers on the road against a team at home who never covers at home. So something's got to give. So I called up Nancy Myers, got a little talk from Diane Keaton, and Jack Nicholson said, take the Bucks plus three and a half. And so I am. Bucks plus three and a half versus the Suns. That is my pick for Tuesday. We've got Super Bowl alert. Get ready. Do we have like music for that, Matt, or anything we can play? Can you play like some music for Super Bowl bets? No? You got nothing? Metal Arc, we won two awards. Can we give Coca some help? He's doing 20 things at once. He's researching, he's talking in my ear. Can we not have a button that has this celebratory music? Dun, dun, dun. I'll do it myself, fine. Ready? Dun, 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 dun. From now until Friday, I'll be giving you Super Bowl prop bets prior to my great pick of the day on Friday, which will be the game. I've got two bets for you today because I forgot to do it yesterday. That's, we have no script. It's just me and Coca for 45 minutes. Hang in there for the 7% who leave after 41 minutes. Give me four more minutes. Well, that retention rate does put me at the top. It's still not good enough. I want 100% retention. Who would turn it off prior to me telling you that McCaffrey's gonna score the first Niners touchdown? Do you know that's plus 165? McCaffrey to score the first Niners touchdown is my first prop bet from yesterday. And today's prop bet is a double unit bet. Get ready, Coca. We're not risking $10 now, we're risking $20. And it is another McCaffrey bet, but it's an anytime touchdown. Now the odds are 210 to win 100, or 21 to win 10, or 20 to win nine. But the fact of the matter is, McCaffrey scores touchdowns. And if you think he's not gonna score in the Super Bowl, then don't place the bet, but I do. I've got McCaffrey anytime touchdown. That's minus 210 for two units, Coca. 
and I've got McCaffrey with the first Niners touchdown. That's plus 165. Another prop bet. <laughs> Is that, that's not celebratory music. That's like pie in the sky music. That's like you're an idiot. Your picks suck music. I know I'm 17 and 20, Coco. I'm aware that I'm down units. We haven't even gotten to baseball yet. We're going to be fine. Nothing personal pick of the day. Soon to be brought to you by... <laughs> he found the buttons. All right. That was funny, Coco. Thank you. All right. Let's close by mentioning a couple things that I wanted to, if you don't mind about that quick signing. I had a so you want to talk to Samson question about it. We're not gonna be able to get to it. Someone was asking me, we don't have time for the music, but about the Royals and signing Bobby Witt. I don't want to save this for tomorrow. You're going to read about a Bobby Witt contract today. He's a player for the Royals who just got given basically 288 guaranteed million dollars at 23 years old. He's got opt-outs all the time. The, there's a club option that can make it a 14-year contract for $377 million. It's completely insane. For those out there on podcasts or on SportsCenter, wherever you are, who are going to proffer an opinion, look at how healthy baseball is. I'm talking to you, Brad Lidge, I really am. This contract does not show how rich owners are, how great baseball is going how healthy baseball is from top to bottom. This contract doesn't say anything other than the Royals are trying to get stadium financing in Kansas City. They're trying to get public money. They've got to have the ability to walk into a meeting and say, look, look what we've committed to. We've taken our best young player and we've given him hundreds of millions of dollars because we want our fans to buy Bobby Witt jerseys and know that he's gonna be on the team. He's a forever guy. You're right, he may be Joey Votto, maybe. Tatis signed that forever deal and San Diego would trade him tomorrow. These forever deals by young players, Stan signed a forever deal, how'd that work out? He's now a Yankee. Forever deals are a little tough, aren't they? Especially with an opt-out. So he's got an opt-out after seven years New stadium opens up in five years. Yeah, he may be there for the first couple of years of the stadium, that'd be nice. But then right as the new stadium is getting a little older and fans are getting a little less excited, there goes Bobby Witt. Only if he's good, of course. If he's bad, oh God, we're stuck with Bobby Witt. Yes, he had a great year. Yes, he did. But make no mistake why the Kansas City Royals signed him yesterday. It had nothing to do with being more competitive. It had nothing to do with profit and the Royals being profitable. It was simply about the stadium and getting public money. Hard stop, been there, done it. It's just business. This is nothing personal. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.